Bimo, savior of the multiverse, hero of Fiona and Cake, in the first episode of Distance Land. This is fun titled, where we start every podcast with a nephew. I'm legitimately considering just restarting <laughs> this intro, because you have made me so angry, and the vibe of this podcast has always started off to be completely rank. <laughs> I mind you, you should be nice to me, because I'm the one who knows the plot to Distant Land and Fiona and Cake, so if it weren't for me guiding and holding your hand, you would be meandering in the fog, being like, what happened next? I don't remember. I can't keep remembering the whole thing about the lich making a wish for the first universe to be destroyed, so then Finn made a stupid wish and he went to farmland, and then Jake made a wish for a sandwich and created a second world, okay? It's very hard to keep up and seeing the consequences of these three different wishes. Did I say I'm minty? I'm minty. No, we didn't say that because I'm so fucking angry. <laughs> I understand that much. The why you me off then. Because we're going to go and review Distant Land and Fiona and Cake of Adventure Time. And it starts off with the BMO episode. So in the BMO episode, he's supposed to go to Mars. But he finds a security bot that takes him to a ship that's been, I don't know, destroyed and they don't know why. So he meets a bunny girl, Wi-Fi or something. And BMO is the one who has to help the people of the ship realize that this new leader is bad and that they should just do their own thing. No, that's not what they fucking said at all. That's not the... So Beamer goes on the ship. He finds out that Randall Park is taking the cores of, like, well, several pods and, like, destroying the little castle so that way that Randall Park can make his own, like, Eden ship, whatever. And then, like, Randall Park runs off and Beamer's like, well, Beamer saved the day because Beamer is a child, I guess. And they're like, hey, guys, we have to work together, not do our own thing do your own so th- that we can live on this ship in peace. Well, they do their own thing without Randall Park. Yeah. And it's funny that the bunny girl Wi-Fi is like, like, yeah, this is my chance allegory coming out story. Like, is that what that was? Anytime there's a teenager who is begging their parents to call them by their new name, that is a trans allegory. I do not care what anyone has to say. You tell me what straight situation would that would happen. When you have a dumbass name like Y5, and you decide to go with a more like meta ga- name Y5. No, her name was Y4, Y4 and changed her name to Y5. Oh. That's why that's the joke. And then we got to see, um, Finn's dad in this. Wait, does that make sense canonically? Because, okay, because Finn's dad, Martin, yeah. was like a douchebag in human land, then marries Finn's mom, but then gets shipwrecked and loses his memory, and then he becomes a space criminal, and you find him in prison on Mars or whatever. And the then he Citadel. Gets, the Rick the, Citadel. <laughs> Rick Citadel. The Richard Reed Citadel. The, the Whatever that reference is to. And then he gets released, and then he does... I forget what he does after he escapes. He basically goes on a planet, makes fun of a bunch of tiny creatures and steal a moth that gives them the only food source and then crash onto a... Yeah. He doesn't crash. He runs into Finn and then goes off with the comet. So is this him being the space criminal? I think this is him being the space outlaw that Billy had to put in the Citadel. I forgot Billy put him in there. That's why Billy knew who he was. Yeah. That episode's okay. It really fucks with me at the end. Okay, in the beginning, Bimo, I'm going to go to Mars where I'll be alone again. And then some reason he goes to Earth instead of Mars and then that's when he meets Finn and Jake and that's revealed that this is a prequel sequel. But this is what Bimo did before. Which raises like 10,000 questions. Why was Bimo alone? Because we know Mo and all his robots are still alive. Why was he trying to go to Mars? Why was he, he content with just going back to Earth, the place he originally was from? I feel like they explain it in the Bimo episode why he was the only one to venture off from that 
area, but I don't remember what it was. One, one, one to five, how would you rank this episode? Well, I mean, it's more like a one to four, right? Like, whether we place this in the order? I guess I am. Uh, I was just going to give it a solid two, that's why. I mean, it's a two. It's below average, I would say. Yeah, it's below average. But I'll say three. I'll say three, because it's very average. Because I think it was very interesting conceptually, but I think plot-wise, it wasn't really there. I'll give it a three. Then we move on to the second episode, Obersidon. I think it's the only name I know. Yeah, I don't know what the other ones are named. Harry Potter before, maybe. Which is Marceline and Bubblegum, and they have to go back to the see-through kingdom. Glass to... kingdom. It, it, for some reason, it's Glass kingdom, but see-through princess. Weird. Kind of like how Candy kingdom, but princess Bubblegum. I feel like they wanted to make an STP joke. Mm, I also like to make STD jokes. <laughs> no. Standard temperature and pressure. Oh. Anyways, so they go back to Glass kingdom to make, make a lava dragon not be so angry because there's a little glass boy who had to find Marceline. Marceline was like the hero and like a folktale legend. So when they go there, Marceline's song that did it in the first place did not help in the second place and Bubblegum has to try solve it but Marceline is like no I gotta go back to where I was in the first place which is when I was super angry and you find out a bunch about like her and her mom's past. Kind of. Rebecca Sugar. <laughs> so I got to watch Rebecca Sugar die in front of my eyes. Jesus Christ. So Marceline realized she doesn't have to be in that bad place anymore goes back to the kingdom and her and Bubblegum have to fight the lava and then Marceline actually has a different song about her and Bubblegum and how she feels about her which made the lava dragon be like oh I is sad too I have little Nemo pass and then he like burst out into a butterfly and everything now everything's cool because the glass people or see-through people or whatever they want to call themselves realizes that they're beautiful with their cracks either way a story about ableism it's just so stupid to be like little glass crack boy you suck because you have a crack and then everyone had a crack and I was like they were all saying that he's a piece of shit to hide their own insecurities isn't that the American way perpetuate hypocrisy hypocrites so that you, where you can save face and bully a young child I guess so that's so fucked up and the princess got pants in the end what's stupid to me is that they fixed the little um glass kiln and they couldn't fix all the fucking cracks well did the cave not just implode on itself oh did it I feel like because of the whole force field going maximum power and just kind of like destroying the whole thing. At least go fix that shit. And then you got to see Finn as a twink. <laughs> so over, I would rank Oversight in, I, as I'm clearly biased, but a four. Just because I thought I had a lot of nice heartfelt moments and a lot of kick-ass songs. The ending sucked though. It's exactly the same for me. I, I have four for the very same reasons. But at the same time, the, and I feel like Adventure Time's not the greatest at tying the story up into a nice bow. There's several times, like when we later on when we get to Fiona and Kate, it's just kind of like, okay, power friendship, let's go. True. I think part of it is also it allows them to keep expanding the story. Through the comic books, movies, you know, maybe they plan on doing another like special like Fiona and Cake again. Then the third episode is the Finn and Jake episode where Finn lives a long heroic life and dies, finds himself in the aftermath, and is like, I gotta find Jake. But Jake is like in Nirvana, but not like the, the reincarnation. <laughs> no. And then Finn has to fight the Lich because the Lich made this whole thing about how he manipulated death and life's son. I don't exactly remember why it had to be him specifically because he was like a freak 
freak of nature or something. Right. And I guess he just wanted the power of life and death to... I don't know. I don't know if it was now was to come back to life. The Lich was one of the weirdest antagonists at Adventure Time because he was just like, yeah, that guy's just batshit Wally Wank evil. But it's weird because it seems like he has a lot of depth to him, right? Because he's the Lich. He was there when the explosion happened. He is the last scholar globe or whatever you pronounce it, that god. And then it was just like nothing really happened. When, whether he accomplished his goals or not, nothing happened. Not even a power for Lich. I'll give it a four, but I would give it a five. Amazing. Because not that I think it's a perfect story, but I thought just from beginning to end, it basically made sense and it was about the main characters. If it's not about the main characters, I don't really understand the point of the story. Now that sounds like a dick thing to say. That's just my personal feelings. Because Adventure Time is about Finn and Jake, even though they are also arguably the least involved or invested characters you could be in. But I thought it gave them much more depth to their characters and their relationship. And then the last one, Peppermint Butler, which throughout the series of Adventure Time clearly has more to him than any other side character outside of the main five. He's a wizard of the black magic or dark magic. He was friends with death. Wasn't he part of the ones who like wanted to reincarnate the Lich or something? I don't think so. There was a small group that he was No, he wasn't in that. Oh, okay, whatever. But there's so, there's so much to him, right? And you get to see it kind of it through how his new childlike self is gonna go back and become a wizard as great as Peppermint Butler again. But this is just the most cliche story of all time. He joins a school. He's a misfit. He gets bullied. But he's actually really good at what he does because he has an ancient spirit inside of him. A Jojo Stan, you might call. <laughs> and then, like, the teachers, who are actually the bad guys, want to take Peppermint Butler's powers because Peppermint Butler is not just, like, a wizard of the dark arts. He is, like, the man, the demon, the evil. Wait, well, I guess he was the evil that was supposed to rise up the titan body that was buried under the school. Very, the owl house, right? Uh, it, it got too contrived at the end. I would give this a three. The most average episode ever. I give it two because I just think it's so cliche and so just run-of-the-mill that I was almost like, of all the episodes, this one you just didn't need. Like, like why didn't they just do a Simon episode? I think the new Fiona and Cake was coming. Maybe. So... As we, we said before, let's rank the episode. My personal ranking, I would put the Mycelene over Cyan, but that's because I'm obsessed with Mycelene. Then I would put the Finn and Jake because I, honest to God, was just kind of irritated by Tiffany. Tiffany! And it really did perpetuate that. Finn does not have a relationship with Jerome. Yeah. Did not give a shit. <laughs> then I would put the Peppermint Butler story, and then I would just put Beemo dead last because I really hated the fact that Beemo's like, you can't do it, Beemo. You're a child. And the resolution was him going through Earth and just being treated like a child by Finn and Jake. Yeah, that is weird. But my list is still different. Mine is Finn and Jake, Oberseiden, Bimo, Peppermint Butler. Damn, bitch. It didn't say anything. There's nothing about the Peppermint Butler episode that says anything about anyone and is ever gonna, like, come back, really. I mean, except maybe as Peppermint Butler as a character. I guess you're not an Abacadania fan. No, I'm not. Hmm. I guess the rainbow powers was lost on you. <laughs> or head of all. What rainbow powers? Yeah, like, really stupid rainbow, like, party trick powers. <laughs> Oh yeah, that was the thing about the Peppermint Butler episode. But Kadabra, the annoying girl, her whole thing was that she didn't want to do magic. She wanted to do close-up magic. But then she defeats the evil with magic. So it's kind of like, okay, so your whole thing is worthless because close-up magic is nothing and you need to know magic. Yeah, well. Useless episode. Anyways, gonna get into the meat, the controversy of this episode, which is the review of Fiona and Kate. So you cut in and you see, I think she, I believe she's 26-year-old Fiona and she's living her life 
life. She has like a deadbeat good for nothing who can't keep a job. Uh, you know, she went through five jobs in one year, you know, and she can't pay her rent. Like, but that doesn't make her good for nothing. She's good. Well, for... doesn't make her a deadbeat. Oh, okay, I guess she didn't abandon no kids. Yeah. She did leave Gumball, you know, hanging a lot. Oh, that's an adult. Okay, well, you know. Making a flake and a deadbeat are very two different things. Okay, oh, she's a flake then. And he's like, I wish I was ecocidin to Sailor Moon already. But instead, I have to watch Cheers 24 fucking 7. Which is not bad of a show if you've actually seen it. Yeah, well, you, you 24 7, though. You think Simon watched any other show than Cheers? The Ice King only watched one show. And you and I both don't even know why it's Cheers. I think it's just the opening. I think it's literally just the line, you want to be in a place where everybody knows your name. There's the whole multiverse looking for people of the same name. Mm. Oh. So yeah, it's a modern day AU, Cakes is a Normal Cat, which a lot of people point this out already. Kind of shitty that the um, Lord Monochrome guy was a human, but Cake was a cat. I was thinking of that too. Everyone thought it was like, what's fucked up shit? That is fucked up shit. So, but Cake is like, oh man, I'm getting that icy feeling in my paw. I gotta get into some ice. And he goes to the ice cream's ice ice cream cart and pops out of Simon's head because it turns out Simon has depression. TM, 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 TM. And he is trying to summon go- TM? Trademark. He trademarked oh, okay. his special like, band. Put- Simon was weird because he was living his life like as a museum attraction as like the 20th century man. It's like, welcome to my home, everyone. Watch me do shit. And it's like, I have depression. Being with the humans makes me feel like I want to die still. So I'm going to summon Glob Betty, but that's not going to work even though I keep using Chew Scoots as my little battery hole. Why? I still don't understand why. Oh, you need a battery source to um get that power. But what happened to Chew Scoots? He became evil at the end of the Peppermint Butler episode. Because all that evilness from Peppermint Butler washed over Chew Scoots. Oh, a distant land. Yes. I was like, I don't remember anything happening to him in the episode, but yeah. oh. You cannot watch Fiora and Cake without watching all of Adventure Time. No, you cannot. There's way too many, like, references. You can kind of get away with it while watching Distant Lands, but then there's some Easter eggs you miss, like, oh, I used to dress as Ice King because everything was much more simpler, <laughs> but even that stopped working. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he was in that episode. Yep. Because <laughs> he tried to go into the uh, freeze. It's like, leave me alone. This is how I cope. <laughs> so then Simon's like, oh, my God, why is Fiona and Cake, like, leaving my head? And Prismo's like, yeah, sorry, it's me, Prismo the Wishmaster. So I make universes. You ask me for a wish, I make a universe where that wish comes true. Sometimes I get bored. Sometimes I write fan fiction. <laughs> I'm not the most original writer, so I made a whole gender bent version of Finn and Jake, and I hid that universe in your noggin. But because like, you became a normal man, that world also lost all its magic, and so you guys are kind of fucked, and now we're going to get audited by Space God. The Scarab. The Scarab. And Fiona's like, how do we stop that and get magic back in our world? And Simon's like, I have to cure my depression by basically lobotomizing myself and becoming Ice King again. Yeah. Yeah, basically. They go universe to universe and Scarab's like, not on my watch, bitch. I want to cheat you down. And we won't talk about every world looking at baby world. (laughs) (laughs) So the first world they go to is basically the farm world where like in the original series, Farmwood Finn made that wish to the Lich never existed, which is a stupid wish, Prismo, because the Lich just came later on. So you didn't do the wish in the end. Yeah. But shows the aftermath of when um, he Finn took the crown. Alright, well, how would you rank this world? Like, interesting or not interesting? Boot or toot? Boot, I don't know. It's just whatever. Yeah. I guess, like, kind of ties up a loose end. Does it really? 
Why? Did you really need to know the end of that Finn? Who is supposedly the original Finn? Like, like who gives a fuck? I get to know, you know, he got laid at least five times. It's very disjoying hearing them actually swear and like use the middle fingers. <laughs> I know that they fuck now. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's reminds me. We do see um present time Finn. He got jacked. That is true. And he is fucked up over Jake's death. <laughs> so then they go to the Winter King's world, aka Brian David Gilbert, humblest sexy man extraordinaire. That was an interesting story. I like that one. That one was very good. I thought it was very interesting that he pushed in Sandy because I'm to Princess Bubblegum. Yeah. And then they went to the vampire world. I don't know, toxic lesbian that you shouldn't be shipping, but. You do. Like, you do. That's so funny that, you know, the episode's like toxic lesbian in one world and then healthy gay couple <laughs> in another world. Oh my god, the healthy gay couple story, very cute, but also moving very fast. <laughs> That's what gay people do, baby! I don't know why that's a stereotype that gays were into relationships too fast and lesbians were moving too fast. The U-Haul. I think it's because gay people are, like, are so desperate for affection and finding love, you know? <laughs> they just jump into it too fast. But that's a theory. A game theory. A gay theory. Shut up. And then with that, I was like, we gotta make this word count, man, you know? This is gonna be one of our last jumps. So Fiona's like, ah, but it really sucks here and I'm really afraid of Kate getting hurt and, you know, Peter will be on my ass if I get Kate hurt. Which is a dumb storyline. Yes. It's just like, this let, you know. Like, yeah, sorry that you cut down all those candy people, but it really was a you versus them situation. Yeah. You're not supposed to feel guilt. You're supposed to be able to rationalize your bad decisions and use that as delusion to keep moving forward. Like, come on, people. Let's do something different. It's interesting because you can see glimpses of Finn in Fiona where, like, I want adventure, I want violence. But while Finn kind of represses all his feelings, Fiona's like, no, I have to, like, somewhat address this. But at the same time, not hide it at all. <laughs> so they go to the last world where it's basically this is the world where Lich wishes everyone to die so like everyone just kind of poofed into skeletons and only Bimo and Jerry exist Jerry I feel like if Bimo's about to lie all the other most should have just been populated the world yeah huh right like you have the run of the mill maybe they didn't have the creativity to leave the little um, mole mansion I guess but I feel like this like Nectar should be here there should be a lot more robots okay he was on his last legs though was he I mean come on on. The man was made out of lightning and glue sticks. Oh. Whatever way Finn was able to stick them together. Because he didn't weld them on. So in this world, they were able to find the crown. They were able to find the magic power source, which is Jerry, aka the Lich. And Simon's <laughs> like, okay, Fiona, okay, you jump back in my mind. And then I'm going to put become Ice King and be, you'll be magical. And it's like, hey, did we ever talk about how you're going to go back to your own world, Ice King? Or are you just going to be super alone in this shitty world? Oh, wow, I didn't think about that. Yeah, because they killed Bimo. <laughs> So, like, literally just alone. He'll find the other moles. But then Betty, Glob Betty was like, Oh, I think the fuck not. Simon, what the fuck? You know, I'm going to go make you go through a whole episode to show you how we were a toxic Yui couple. <laughs> you thought, yeah, you thought the vampire story was a toxic Yui? No, we were the toxic Yui couple. I gave up everything for you, and you still have fucking depression. I don't understand why she would put Simon in the Finn reincarnate body. Why not put Simon in the Simon reincarnate body? Because the... I can only think of the meta reason of they didn't want to think of Simon's reincarnate, you know? Because the writers were lazy and it made no sense to bring them back. Hey man, there's only so many times we can show Beth and Shermie, okay? He's one of the weird times. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm like, oh wait, never mind. I got it. I got it. That's the real name. Not Finn and Jake reincarnate. So kind of, I don't know 
don't know why. It shouldn't be. It kind of fucks with me to be incarnate as your child. I mean, after a while, they ain't blood related to you no more. Okay. So then, that, that one I was like, okay, Minty, before we watch Beyond and Cake, I do need you to hear all of Jake's family tree because I feel like you're <laughs> going to miss this Gideon reference if I um don't explain it to you. It doesn't help with story at all. No, it didn't. What, what's stupid for me is like, well, Simon, you should have saw that Betty was giving everything up for you. He known her for like six weeks. He didn't know her shit yet. They went on one exhibition together. She should have asked him to go to the Australian Outback. Yeah, honestly, I do think it is her fault. I mean, they do say that it is both their fault. They both made the choices they made. But she clearly could have said, I'm literally on the bus. Like, there's literally a power dynamic here. You are the t- adult. I am like the college student. I mean, it could be a small age gap, but it's still like, I don't know. She was just a sub, which is weird because he ain't no dom. Sometimes a relationship could just one sub and someone subbier than you. <laughs> It's just Dom and Sub by relativity. So Fiona and Kate goes back to their world and then Scarab's like, I'm back, bitch, with that audit. And he starts fucking up everything. And Fiona's like, hey, Simon, our world pretty much going to get destroyed. But you know what? We're all going to die as who we should be. So don't put that crown on, Simon. Go get a bagel. I'll talk to you later, Simon. And Simon's like, God, Betty, I don't want this responsibility. What do I do? And then the biggest fucking Deus Ex Machina comes. And it's just like, here, here's a dandelion. It'll make this world can and that way Prismo can be like yes I can put my grubby hands all over it and fix everything with no real consequences this is what made Fiona Cake just terrible this whole ending this whole Fiona gets the real world but her magical cat and some other magical element like that makes no sense either it's the real world or the fantasy world either the real world where she realizes that her world is fine or the fantasy world where she realizes that this is where she's meant to be don't give me this hybrid of everyone gets everything they want like that's just stupid Stupid. What I thought was stupid was like scared like now that you're a canon universe, you don't you understand you're gonna have to face the same problems as other canon worlds? And Cake's like that just sounds like we're real to us. And I'm like, what canon problems? Like is famine gonna hit? Is like economy like inflation gonna hit? Could these not hit even if they weren't canon? And I'm also like, okay, Scarab is right though. He did everything correct, and yet he's still getting punished. Now the dude should have let it go. And I know they made him a baby wishmaster in the end, but he was right. He was was supposed to do what he was supposed to do and then he gets fucked over in the end. I think it's stupid too that like, okay, the boss was like I kind of know something's up so I'm gonna give you a chance to go rectify it. I'm watching, I'm watching, I'm watching. I close my eyes that this is a non-canon universe. I open my eyes when I see that you're trying to repo a canon universe. It's like okay, so we're just picking and choosing then. And who is the boss? The only hint we have is this clearly some kind of yellowy gold color. Kind of like Jake's body if you think about it. But also he has one angel wing and one devil wing on this telephone. Like, I'm very curious to know who is the boss because it seems like someone like Globe, the god of chaos and disorder, is like one of the higher ups, but probably not part of his hierarchy, but he's, you know, high standard. So who is like his contemporaries, his equals? I like to imagine because Bandit's voice actors in it from Bluey, I like to imagine it's Bingo. He's just like, mm, yes, I think everyone's being mean to Scarab, so I think Scarab should be able to go. <laughs> and Bandit's like, all right, I'm still going to take his legs. No! Oh, I know. He gets to keep his legs. Also, why is it that the other deviants have like... I mean, I get that it's a joke, but they should have legit reasons I, for I why know. they were captured. Yeah. Because yeah, playing games on your work computer is a bad thing. But I mean, come on. Prismo and the Cosmic Owls were considered deviants that needed to be captured. Because you just make Scarab seem more like a joke over and over again. Like, what was that 9 to five job? Oh, I get the joke now. The joke upon the joke. <laughs> but, you know, but you know, 
I mean. Yeah. Like, I get that it's funny, but let's, let's be like, you know, let's be clever and meaningful. Yeah. Like, how dare you? I was just playing games on the job. And like, Scarlet's being like, you let a whole universe die because you wasn't paying attention. It was going to die without me anyways. Yeah. Something like that. So I just think Fiona and Cake, honestly, just take the Fiona and Cake out of it. Because clearly the writers just want a story about Simon. Yeah, I didn't. I, I said this before. I really hated Cake's character. I hated how, like, in the beginning, it's like, I'm a house cat. I'm going to ruin all these people's lives at this marketplace and be like, well, I'm the victim here. I hate how Cake always just, like, lashed out at Simon and Fiona. I thought Cake brought absolutely fucking nothing unless it was in the vampire episode. I like Cake. Cake can suck my ass. I don't like Fiona. Oh, yeah, well. Because she's the human of the show, and I don't like the human of the show. And what I mean by the human, it's like, I don't like Steven Universe of Steven Universe because they don't do shit except bring in this emotional drama that has... That, that, it's pretty pointless and I'd be trying and it's just like oh well it's just to that age or to that the human and it's like I ain't watching a show about fucking humans I'm watching a show about aliens fantasy creatures like put it in, in their perspective not in the fucking perspective that makes them relatable and the shit that I'm trying to escape from so overall I wouldn't really recommend um, Fiona and Cake unless you were a giant Adventure Time fan or a giant Ice King fan I feel like if you've watched all of Adventure Time and Distant Land you just like kind of like MCU you just have to keep watching you say that I'm so not watching that Ant-Man movie. We gotta watch the Ant-Man movie. So join us next time when we talk about our favorite characters and probably our least favorite because probably that one's going to be more interesting for you to listen to. Kind 